I want to take you back into the study of the fivefold ministry as we've been looking at it. We know that there are going to be those who are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Those who are going to work in those giftings. There will be those who are, let's say, masters at the master level who are going to operate in those giftings. But as we looked at this passage of Scripture, we saw that in fact these fivefold giftings are very much the DNA of Jesus himself. He is the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. And that DNA, as we looked, is within every believer. So that where two or more are gathered, the fivefold ministry can begin to flow. You don't have to call the local apostle and say, we've started a church and we need an apostle here. God within his body raises up apostles out of his people. And so I believe that DNA is within each one of us and that we would, though you may not flow at the master level of an apostle, prophet, and so forth, but you have the drawing and as we looked at the way in which you flow in your spiritual gifting. Now, some of you flow towards what is apostolic. Some of you flow, flow towards what is prophetic or evangelistic. And you find that way in your gifting and all the other gifts God gives you begins to flow out of that. And so I want to look at that again this morning and take you back to Ephesians 4.11. And it says this. And he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. And so we're to grow up and mature. He uses the reference to the human body. He said, I don't want you children anymore being tossed to and fro, but I want you to grow up attaining to the measure of the full stature of Christ. And so we're to grow up into maturity. But the word I want to focus on this morning is equipping. For the equipping of the saints. Katartemos. And that word in the Greek means these things. To arrange or adjust, to complete something and finish, to furnish it or perfect it. Whenever you see the word perfect in the Bible... You are to walk in holiness and to be perfect before God. That word of perfection is, doesn't mean without fault. It means doing what you were created to do. Being what you were created to be. We were all created to be sons of God. We were created to be His children and to walk in that life of redemption. And so, how many of you have furnished your house? Anybody here? Got furniture? Any of you have any rooms that you don't have furnish it, furnishings in? Okay, some of you do. I happen to know that there are some of the houses in Gross Point that are huge, that, that, that they can only afford the house and not the furniture. The house looks good, but the furniture's not there. God didn't save you just to have your house look good. He wanted all the furnishing in there as well. He wanted to equip your living room with a sofa and a nice place to sit. He wanted a dining room table in your heart where you could meet with him at the table. He wants you to have a radio so you can tune in to his broadcast into your ear. He wants you fully furnished, and that's what it means to equip, to fully furnish something, right? 
And God's looking for Cadillacs, not Chevys. What I mean by that is, he wants you to have the full package in your car. Right? Uh, how many of you know that when you buy a car, you can only afford the least amount? You've got the roll-down windows. It's like, oh, man. Right? You, can't, you don't have the locks that pop up. You've got to reach across and get all that. Is anybody? In, I don't know. If no, okay. God says, as you mature, I want to give you the automatic unlock so that you can hit the button. I want you to have the scan on the steering wheel that goes right through the radio. Why does he want? He wants us fully furnished in all the giftings of God to attain a maturity so that we're not bothered by the little things, but we're moving into the bigger things of the kingdom. And that's what completion means. That's what he, he wants to equip the saints. He wants you to get a new download. He wants you to get the next package, the next level in your gifting. If you're staying at your same level of gifting for 10 years, 20 years, it's like, come on, people, let's mature. How much further does God want to expand the ten posts of your household? And so this word's a powerful word. It means to set or mend broken bones. Some of you have been wounded and healed. Uh, and need healing. The fivefold ministry is something that will equip. It will minister unto you. The apostolic will set the cast. The prophetic will speak to what it's going to become. The evangelist wants it to function again so it can reach out. The pastor's going to soothe it, put a warm compost on it, and soothe you. And, and the teacher's going to tell you, now this, lift your finger up and down. You got movement again. Okay, that's good. He's going to explain the functions. You see what I'm saying? Fully equipped, even in the realm of healing. Restoring someone to their right mind. The process of a renewed mind. Uh, all of us are going through this process. He's given us love, power, and a sound mind. And again, that apostolic, the full functioning of the ministry gifts in the church body is going to lend itself to mending everybody's minds instead of wounding everybody's minds. And so the church needs to operate in the fullness of this. And last of all, it's used specifically for fishermen who mend nets. Mending of the nets. Now, let me ask you this question. Why would you need to mend a net? Because it has a hole in it. And why, why don't you go fishing with a hole in your net? Yes, you take it away. Right? There's a lot of holes in the nets of the church. People are swimming as fast as they can away. Because <coughs> we're not operating in that five-fold ministry that is equipping people. We're just gathering them in. And there's a lot of fish that are swimming in the church, and then they find a hole, and whoop, they're gone. Right? We have big evangelistic campaigns. Get people saved. Say the sinner's prayer. We get them saved. We've got no place to send them. Find a church, go somewhere, and then they're swimming around. We've got big services that get people in. Get them in. Here's a latte, here's a coffee, here's this, here's this. Listen to this, watch this show. Come on in. And they swim in that tank for a little while till they find there's a hole in the net and they're gone. The net of the fivefold ministry is going to catch the fish and keep the fish and mature the fish. Right? Okay, so that they want to tend there. They want to move in that. And so the ministry of the fivefold needs to help others mend their nets, restore their lives, and equip them to the full stature that God wants us to be in. Let me give you an example through Scripture. 
when Jesus was gathering his 12 apostles, he came across the sons of Zebedee, James and John. And as he came across them, he found them with their father. And what were they doing? Mending their nets. That's what fishermen did at the end of the day. At the end of the day, the fishermen would go through and check their nets because tomorrow's catch depended on it. You're not done. John, James, get back here. Get back to the boat. Come on, Dad. We've been out all night. I know. Get back to the boat. Can't we do that in the morning? No. Tend to your nets. And I think that we as the church need to begin to understand this and, and work towards this. Mending our nets. Mending our nets. Uh, we, we, we tend to want to keep throwing the nets out there. This is good. That's what they're for. But we're not checking the nets enough to mend them. And I think that's what God's calling us to, Christ Community Church. Let's really focus on our nets. Let's begin mending all the holes in them. All right? Now, in 1 Corinthians 1.10, Jesus says this, I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another, so that there may be no divisions among you, and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. That is the same Greek word used for equipped. No divisions among you. No holes in the net so that you will be mended together. Equipped together. And again, it takes more than a pastor to equip a church. And what's happened in our society and in this age is we've hired a man to tend to all the fishing, to tend to the net cleaning, to tend to the net mending, to row the boat, to go out and do everything and sell the fish, all this stuff. One guy's supposed to do all that. He can't. And that's why pastors uh, are routinely uh, quitting ministry. If you saw the statistics of how many pastors are burned out and quit within the first five years, uh, and are daily quitting, we can't, because it was never supposed to function like this. We are to, together supposed to function in the giftings of God, in that fivefold ministry that all of us are to participate in. And so there should be no divisions among you because we need to be perfectly united. Well, I can't perfectly unite you. I, you know, I offend some of you and... Uh, uh, some of you I, I can't get to see enough and, and I'm not paying enough attention to you because I can't. Bottom line. All right? And, and so there's things I do and say from the pulpit that so many times people misunderstand what I meant to say. And, and they'll ask their friends, did you hear what he said? Did you hear what the pastor said? Yeah. What do you think of that? Well, it would be your opportunity to mend a net at that time. We know the man's heart. We know his character. Do you really think he, he, he hates us? Well, no! <laughs> you mend some nets. Do some troubleshooting, you apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Speak to one another. It's not about me. It's about this body mending the net together. Because I'll tell you, the, 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 the success of a church is not its pastor. It's when, take the pastor out and see, will the church function strong as a net and continue without that shepherd? It should be because the fivefold needs to be developed so that you would tend to your nets. Amen? And that's what he's saying. Let's close up the divisions within us 
so that we would be perfectly united. There it is, that equipping, and that's what the fivefold does. In mind and in thought. I like that. Mind and thought. Not only by what you're saying, but in your heart and mind and your thinking, you are so united with what the, this local body's doing and what God wants to do in the church. Galatians 6.1, Paul again says this, Brothers, if someone's caught in a sin, you, are t- you who are spiritual should mend the net. Same word for equip right here is restore. Same Greek word. You need to mend the net, restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Hmm? Oh, we're quick to point out a sin. Because we're all trying to live a righteous life. And there's so much competition in the church, it amazes me. It's true. We've got to be better than the other guy. I'm more spiritual than you are. Mm-hmm, I am. I study more than you do. Oh, you fell? Mm. I'll pray for you. Sister, did you hear what happened to Rose? Now, how are we supposed to restore? That word gently in the Greek is humbly. Humbly restore. Why? Because watch. Because wherever there's sin, brothers and sisters, it it gets slippery near it. You want to go help a brother who's in sin? You better be careful. We are to restore them, but let's build a lifeline. Usually someone's in sin, only one brave person's going to go. The rest are going like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know if he can be used anymore. I'll never forget this time my wife and I uh, went away on a vacation, which never happens. Because we went away and we go to this mall to look at antiques. And there in the middle of a mall is a man turning blue, gasping on the floor. And my wife is a respiratory therapist, so she jumps into action. And there's a crowd around him, and she goes to begin CPR on him, working on him. And everybody around, the guy's just standing there going, oh, my goodness, I wonder if he's going to live or die. And then there was one guy by my wife. You're doing it wrong. Now, that's the last thing you need to say to someone who's trying to save someone else's life. You know, you're doing it wrong. Listen, pal. But isn't that kind of a model of the church? Do you see what I'm saying? Now, there are, uh, how many of you know that there are going to be people who sin? Right? Now, we're not promoting sin. We're quite in the opposite business that God can, it's unto him who can keep us from falling. We don't have to sin because the power of God can keep us. But the power of that is by the unity of the brethren who restore each other and help each other overcome these issues. Because you might see someone in a sin, you may not fall to that same sin. That's what we're thinking. But you might fall to pride, judgment, and the attitude you'd have over someone else who does sin. And so we've got to restore. Mend the nets. Why? Look at what he says. Carry each other's burdens. In this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. There is a remedy for sin, brothers and sisters. It's the blood of Jesus. Bring that blood quick. This man's fallen. This man's down. Someone who knows forgiveness. Someone who knows the power of repentance. Someone who can bring someone through a trial. Come quick. We've got a brother down. 
And we gather together and we link arm in arm and we carry them. Be mend the net, mend the net. Because the weakest link in the church is all of our net. You get that? If one of you's down, our net is weak. We need to mend the net quickly. And that's what Paul's saying about this fivefold. And again, the pastor can't mend every hole in the net. And the evangelist can't do all that. And the teacher can teach, but he can't do all that. It's all of us working together in this fivefold. Paul goes on to say, you got to know the heart of Paul. Paul continually spoke to the body of Christ. This is the issue over and over. The unity of the body. The care for one another. That's Paul's heart. He said, I was a nursemaid to you Thessalonians." He said, night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply, equip, or mend the nets of what is lacking in your faith. Same Greek word. That's what the fivefold does. Where you're lacking, we mend. And so we have to help each other. Help each other where they're lacking. And that's the mending or tending to the nets. I have a feeling, brothers and sisters, that if we did more tending to the nets, that we could reach more people and secure them into the body of Christ. And so we really need to do that work. And of course, there is the master net mender, and it's Jesus Himself. May the grace, may the God of peace, He goes on in verse 20 to talk about Jesus, and then He says, equip you, same Greek word, with everything good for doing His will, and may He work in us what is pleasing to Him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Jesus is the master net mender. He is the master equipper of His people. And that's what the Lord wants us to do. That's why He gave the church some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors, some to be teachers, so that this net will be secure and the body of Christ will be united. And it isn't until we're united can we grow into the full measure of His stature. And so we've really got to concentrate on this. We really have to focus on this model. We're getting back to Scripture. Now this is going to swim against the stream of American Christianity. And you've got to get used to renewing your mind and getting a biblical mindset. Okay? We're, We're used to paying someone to do the Christian work. It was never meant to be that way, brothers and sisters. We are the netting that he's building. There is no clergy laity. And again, I've reminded you before, we've taken the fivefold ministry, and all we did was we put it into offices again. There's the apostle, his office is over there, the prophet, he's here, if you need one, call him. And they're doing all that work, but it's supposed to be equipping everybody in those realms of ministry. So the netting is secure in every local church. And again, of course, yes, there will be those who were masters at knitting nets together. You know, there's going to be those who are masters as apostolic. They're the people who flow in such an anointing that they can equip and teach others to be what? 
apostles. Wouldn't that make sense to you? You've got a a master prophet, someone who walks in that anointing and is powerful in that anointing, recognizing that anointing. Who should he be equipping? Prophets. But we don't do that. We have him be the prophet. And the rest of us, we're just people who sit in chairs. Thank you, Jesus. Help me get by today. No. God's got so much more for us. Amen? Now, this is how he wants his body to operate. And so there are all of us at different levels, moving and flowing and growing in this fivefold. Let me just put it to you real simple. Apostles govern. Prophets guide. Evangelists gather. Pastors grow. And teachers ground. It's very simplistic, but it really gets the point. Now, how many of you tend to have a gifting towards governing, overseeing, making things flow? And again, don't get tripped up on this. Well, I'm not overseeing any churches right now, and I haven't planted any lately. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your gifting within you, in your realm and in your world, whatever that is. It might be your house. It might be the gas station you work at. Do you tend to flow in overseeing things and making them function and work well? Then you would move towards the apostolic. You see how the business is running and you say, hey, gee, boss, you know, I was just checking things out at the pump and if we would do this and do this and we could change that, we could see things move a little better. Wow, that's good insight. How'd you know that? I'm apostolic. Oh, what's that mean? Have a seat. Let me evangelize you. (laughs) Right? Prophets, they like to guide. They like to direct. I love this. Uh, uh, Down, uh, I forget where it was this last week. Either the light was out or they stopped letting kids get uh, dropped off in front of Lakeview High School. And uh, there's kids crossing traffic, and traffic in the morning is going crazy. So some lady got out. She had a purse on her shoulder because there's no one there. And she went out in the street, and she said, Stop! Okay, come on over here. You bring it over here. Somebody, she just got out and did the thing. Directed traffic. Someone's going to get hurt here. They're going to get hurt, so I'm going to do this thing. She was apostolic, and she was prophetic. You kids, go over there. I loved it. I love people like that. She, she saw a need. She jumped into it, right? Now, uh, evangelists like to gather. You know, how, uh, how many of you know people like this? You have got to go at this restaurant. You have got to get this food. You have got to eat this. I don't want to eat it. You eat it. You've got to eat this food. It's so good. Or you've got to see this movie. This movie is the most amazing movie. Here's a book. This book I read, I couldn't put it down. You've got to read this book. Right? You read the book, it's like, "Mm, yeah. Wasn't that the best book you've ever read? They want to persuade you. They want you to have this book. You need this book. The evangelists, they're they're gathering you to it. And And then pastors are all about growing. They want to nurture you. They want to teach you. They want to help you. They want to move you along, and this is good. Have you ever tried this? Have you thought about that? Oh, it didn't work for you? Let's try this. Teachers, they want to ground you. They want you to understand. Do you know how that works? Do you know why it's doing that? No, I'm cutting my lawn. What do I care how the lawnmower works? What do you got, 3.5 horsepower there? Did you change the oil? No. Well, if you don't change the oil, this is what's going to happen to the engine. I don't care. 
you will care next year. <laughs> is it a Briggs and Stratton? You see, this is within all of us. These are within all of us. But what's happened in the church is we've stifled it in all of us because you don't hold the office of. But those who had that office, which I don't think is necessarily an office, they just reached a certain particular level in it, should be training everybody else how to do this and how to flow in it. Because, brothers and sisters, if we mend the nets to catch many, then we won't lose any. We're a balanced people. We're a people who should be functioning, and I believe are, and even more so, are going to become more mature in the stature of Christ. This is the bent or the way you tend to flow. All right? And this is powerful because this is what the world needs to see in the church that you have unity and functionality. You're not just here to observe, but now this part of God's DNA in you is to begin to flourish. I'm very excited for this. All right, mending nets so we catch many and we don't lose any. Good nets will catch many people. Oh, pastor, you're just trying to grow the church. Hello. I think it's the kingdom idea. Get more people saved. Right? That's kind of the idea. If you don't get them saved, they're going to die and go to hell. This is a problem for them. So let's get them saved. It's really that simple. And so the fivefold creates a netting of people that as we reach out to this world, we should be able to catch many and not lose any. But we have to tend to our nets. And we have to mend. We have to be humble. We have to recover each other and mend that netting. Amen?